those darn conspiracy theorists. Turns out they were right about quite a few things. Freedom in Focus. Hosted by Dr. David Thunder. Warning, may contain ideas and arguments upsetting to some listeners. And it might just be time for a lot of journalists and politicians and public health leaders and scientists to eat humble pie and recognize that their ridiculing of these so-called conspiracy theorists was actually hubristic, arrogant, and short-sighted. What was claimed by our conspiracy theorists? Well, they claimed that the vaccines were unsafe. And it turns out that we now know, and nobody denies it, that there are serious risks, including myocarditis, associated with some of the COVID vaccines. Our conspiracy theorists also claimed that the coronavirus was lab-produced. This was censored and it was widely denied by leading scientists. And now the conventional wisdom is that this is in fact the most likely hypothesis. Our so-called conspiracy theorists insisted that there was not enough evidence to show that masks actually made a difference. And now after numerous meta-studies, including the later, latest study by Cochrane, it is confirmed again and again that there is no good quality evidence to show that masks are effective at stopping a respiratory virus when used in the general population. So-called conspiracy theorists claimed that lockdowns were a violation of civil liberties and a huge mistake. Well, it turns out that there's a growing mountain of evidence and articles, scientific articles, showing that the net effects of lockdowns were in fact extremely destructive and that the number of lives saved from COVID was very low and that they did far more harm than good. And we can only look to a place like Sweden, which had no lockdowns and no required masks. And, well, they're among the lowest excess mortality rates in the world. So it looks like the conspiracy theorists were absolutely right to oppose lockdowns. So what can we learn from the fact that opinions that were poo-pooed and ridiculed and dismissed as conspiratorial turn out to be probably the soundest opinions about what happened during the pandemic? I think we can learn, first of all, that people who are paraded in front of us on television and who lead up scientific committees and who have a lot of visibility and public and have a good reputation are actually capable of either lying to us or going completely off the rails and becoming very, very confused during a crisis. That's certainly a telling lesson. That's something we have to absorb and, and, and reflect on. And a second thing we can learn is the danger of hubris and arrogance. Because if there's one thing that marked 
the public commentary about the pandemic on the part of official authorities, it was arrogance. They declared all sorts of things that they couldn't know scientifically, that they didn't have enough data to support, such as the idea that the vaccines were going to or were likely to block transmission effectively, or such as the idea that masking was essential and was going to be extremely successful at, at, at stopping transmission. They just said whatever was politically expedient, frankly, and whatever they heard from their fellow experts with an amazing amount of confidence. And a lot of the stuff that they spewed out was absolute nonsense and was disproven afterwards. I think this shows us that it's not enough to have a degree. It's not enough to have technical competence. You also need to have humility to be a good scientist or to be a good public official or to be a good leader. You have to have humility. You have to recognize when you make mistakes, which by the way, many people during the pandemic did not come out and acknowledge the errors that they made. We need public accountability. We need people to make themselves accountable for their own mistakes. And humility also means acknowledging that in the future, we can make mistakes. No matter how much training or scientific formation we have, we can make serious mistakes. And we should listen to the other side and listen to other opinions and weigh the evidence carefully and not dismiss opposing opinions too quickly. If there'd been just a little more humility and a little less hubris and arrogance, I think we could have saved ourselves a lot of embarrassing and damaging mistakes regarding the vaccination campaigns, regarding the lockdowns, regarding the mask mandates. We could have, things could have gone a lot better if people had just listened, had not put themselves up on a pedestal as superior to everyone else, and had not been so quick to condemn and ridicule opposing opinions, which were at that time minority and dissenting views. I sincerely hope that the next time we have a crisis, that opinions that are not so popular, and that may be coming from a minority perspective, and may not always have official support, will be at least given a fair hearing and not dismissed, you know, uh, peremptorily as uh, conspiratorial or as crazy or completely wacko. It's really important that we learn to listen and it's really important that people have positions of authority really consider each position on its merits and don't get sucked into this group think that we've seen so much of during the pandemic. What I'd like to see now is governments, public officials, scientists and journalists man up and acknowledge the serious mistakes of judgment that they committed, the serious harms that befell society because of their hasty and ill-thought-through judgments and because of their arrogance and hubris. I think this would be very beneficial for society. I think it would be extremely beneficial for society if governments, scientists, and public officials, as well as journalists, who persecuted the unvaccinated, who ridiculed people for not wearing masks, uh, who 
dismissed reports of vaccine harms as scaremongering and as irresponsible. I think it would be very good for these people to just step forward and acknowledge the mistakes they made, acknowledge the harm they did. Citizens are owed an apology, frankly, for the way they were treated during the pandemic, uh, the way their right to informed consent was set aside, the way they were ridiculed and patronized, and the way their health was endangered unnecessarily through vaccine mandates. Steps must be taken to ensure that citizens' rights are protected, that constitutions are protected, and that um, dramatic, ill-thought-through interventions like lockdowns are taken off the table um, to address health issues. The tremendous harms associated with lockdowns, vaccine mandates, mask mandates, um, just general disrespect that was uh, shown towards so many citizens. All of these harms have to be acknowledged uh, if we're going to find a way forward and if we're going to be more sensible in the way we tackle um, whatever public crisis comes down the line. And also the way we declare a public crisis because obviously there are people who are treating, uh, say, the climate change as the kind of crisis that would require draconian interventions. And after what happened during the pandemic, I think we should very think very carefully about what it means to declare a crisis, what constitutes a crisis, what kind of scientific evidence should be used to show that there is a crisis. Most of the harm inflicted by the pandemic was actually caused by reckless government interventions. That in itself should give us a lot of pause for thought, especially if we think about how we manage crises and how we would manage a future pandemic.